This episode of Thrifters Villa is sponsored by Swanson Health. Swanson Health has been producing quality vitamins and supplements, foods, healthy home and self-care products for over 50 years since 1969 from the heart of America. Swanson Health is the only company to offer the full spectrum of wellness products for mind, body, and home, from quality vitamins and supplements to cruelty-free beauty items to eco-friendly home products. Swanson Health is here to keep you healthy. They carry over 20,000 wellness products at a great value. Pick up all of your favorite health products, plus discover new ones for your wellness routine, all while leaving money in your pocket. And you know how much we resellers like to save money. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code VILLA20 for 20% off on swanson.com. Thanks so much, and now back to our show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and on today's episode of Coffee Talk, I have a really good friend of mine. Her name is Brittany, and I actually met her through Poshmark. So, fun story. Brittany has been a listener of the podcast since we started, and um, she actually bought a bunch of my my not-so-mystery reseller boxes that I was selling back in March, and we just kind of connected and hit it off. And I really wanted to have her on and introduce her to you guys so you can get to know another um, reseller who is actually not on social media. She's only on YouTube and what her strategies are and what her thoughts are on reselling. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Thrifters Villa. Today on my Coffee Talk episode, I have Brittany with me. And Brittany is Essential Endeavors on YouTube. And where else, Brittany? Just on YouTube. I actually don't have any social media. Yeah. So, so Brittany is very unique. She does not have social media. Brittany actually found me by listening to the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Listening to the podcast. So very excited to have her on. Um, so Brittany, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are? right? Where you got started, how it all came about, how reselling came about. Just a little deep dive. Sure. Okay. So my name is Brittany. I'm 24 years old. I'm originally from Georgia. So I am a sweet Southern peach. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am a military spouse. My husband's active in the army. Um, So it's about to get crazy right now. We're actually having to move soon to Texas. So that's fun. Um, I just finished my master's in May and oh, and uh, what? mechanical engineering. Oh, good for you. Thank you. So it was, I, um, that's, I guess a whole other story in, in and of itself, but yeah. I kind of changed what I wanted to do with my life. So I originally wanted to get into renewable energy, like design work, mm-hmm. solar power and like power generated from water and wind. Um, and I am so passionate about that, but I worked after I got done with my undergrad and I worked in the field for a while, like in the engineering field. And it was like 12 hour days and I had to commute like an hour and a half one way and an hour and a half the other way. And I'm like, you know what? I'm too young for this crap. Like I, I am not going to waste my life sitting in a car. Like I would rather with my husband and I want to have breakfast with him like we used to and like in the mornings we go to the gym that's our normal day date and 
get to have that for like six months. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Like, and my husband's like, well, what can you do? Or like, what do you want to do? And so I decided to pursue my master's because at a master's level, you can teach undergrad classes. Right. And with him being in the army, like life is kind of crazy. We move around a lot. And so I'm like, well, if I can teach um, undergrad classes, I can teach online. Like the, um, there are a lot of undergrad classes available online right now. And especially during the pandemic, the demand is right. just like crazy. So that is the goal with that. So I actually just finished up and I, because of the move, I haven't really applied to anything yet. And because I am reselling, um, but I will be able to teach like a class or two online, um, with that, like calculus and physics. Cause I'm good at that stuff. That's um, awesome. I didn't know that about you. So that's really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. I, I feel like I could be a professional student. Like I just love oh, me too. I love learning. I love everything about learning. If I could go back to school every semester, I would. My yeah. student loan bill doesn't like it, but no. <laughs> I absolutely would do it. Yeah. There's just so much. I'm just so, I, in what you think that you are going to enjoy and like when you're 18 is way different than what you are going to like and enjoy two years later, five years later, 10 years later. Like now I've gotten really into like psychology like just randomly and I'm just like really passionate about it and then obviously I've gotten into reselling yep. and so I always grew up like my my mom and my grandparents always shopped secondhand so going to like Goodwill was a normal thing for us and then donating to Goodwill was a normal thing for us so we've always shopped there and like everybody always like looked down on it for whatever reason like yeah. like where'd you get that it's so cute oh I got it from Goodwill they're like wow <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I know but, what I mean, it's their shoes. What's the point of shoes to like protect your feet, right? So, right. Who cares? <laughs> right. But I know when, like, you know, my husband and I, we would just get bored. We would go to Google and see what we could find, and I'd find things that I was looking for. But then I'd also find like really good name brand stuff, but it wasn't in my size. So I would like pick up one or two things here and there and sell it on Mercari, which is where I started. So I found Mercari and was selling like our normal stuff. And then I would like pick up a few things here and there and sell it. Or my mom would have three trash bags full of things. She's like, I don't want it. Do you want it? And I'm like, sure. I'll try right. selling it. And, um, and then my grandma, even she like would have these shoes that just didn't fit her right. And they weren't the right walking shoes. And I'd be like, grandma, I can sell them for you and make your money back. And she's like, okay, if you can do that, if you don't mind. And she would always like never accept the money, which makes right. me mad. So you'd take them out to dinner, but um, I just kind of started like that. I started on Mercari because eBay was intimidating, and I really just thought it was auctions because I just wasn't educated on it. And I did try Poshmark from like um, a girlfriend back in college. She was on it, and I tried it, but I never made any sales, and so I got off of it. And then when I started selling on Mercari and learning about reselling, I tried Poshmark. Didn't make any sales. I didn't enjoy it. I got off of it, and so. I started officially reselling um, last July. I think okay. I, that's when I kind of knew what it was. Mm -hmm. I was doing it inadvertently for many years. I just didn't know what to call it. But then I found, I came across the crazy lamp lady. Um, so like all of like the vintage home decor mm -hmm. and hard goods, which I thought was just fascinating. Um, I tried that, but it's not really my cup. Like I'm just, I don't have the eye for it. Yeah. Um, I've picked up a few things because I've learned about it from her, but that's about it. But then I also found um, Hustle at Home Mom, which yeah. is actually, she's so lovely. Um, and she 
was on eBay and Amazon. Amazon is a whole different adventure that I'll maybe tackle someday, but not anytime soon. But um, because of her, I found out about eBay and like, oh, there's something more to eBay other than just auctions. And so right. I looked at it and just got on board. So I was on Mercari and eBay since last July. And I've been on it all the way up until March. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try Poshmark because then I started getting into the reseller community on YouTube um, and just watching a bunch of videos, learning about Poshmark. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a month trial. And I did. I just posted as much as I could on Poshmark because I didn't know about cross-listing services. And um, I think I made like, I don't know, like 800 bucks, like my first month, like in That's net. Awesome. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay, we're keeping, we're keeping Poshmark. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, and then it's just been great. And then, oh, then the quarantine hit yeah. and I talked to you about this a little bit before, but like, I've always wanted to do YouTube. Like I've always been fascinated with video editing and videography and photography even too. And I found YouTube when I was like in middle school and I watched like family vloggers and like all the big you know, wigs who are on YouTube right now that have nothing to do with what I'm interested in now. Mm. But I was just fascinated by it. And I didn't even know it was a job. And I just have always had it in the back of my head. But I'm like, oh, but I'm not cool enough. No, who's yeah, going to care? Yeah. I have no, I know. Who's like, going to watch like, your stuff? I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> I have kids. And I'm like, I'm not having kids. I'm like in my 30s. I'm like, this is going to be a long time. <laughs> and, um, and so it just kind of happened naturally. I kind of brought it up over dinner one night to my husband and he was like, if you want to do it, like, this is the time, like, just try it out. Mm -hmm. And I filmed probably like four videos on like my camera and the audio was crap. <laughs> and so I like bawled my eyes out for two days and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't even get the audio right. And then, um, I have a girlfriend and, um, she was she made me feel a little bit better. She's like, well, what is, what does everybody else use? And I'm like, well, they use their iPhones. And I'm, she's like, well, use your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> use your iPhone, Brittany. It's fine. <laughs> I know. It was just like one of those times where you're just thinking like irrationally, but yeah. Um, that, and um, I am posting like twice a week now on my reseller journey and um, hoping to help people find the essentials to their reseller journey and finding out what is important. So, um, it's fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm like every video, I'm finding a new way to edit it and make it a little bit different to how I like to view videos as a viewer. Right. And I, I don't only watch reseller content. I watch a bunch of different topics and I'm like, what am I attracted to? Like mm -hmm. as a viewer and what holds my attention? I'm trying to figure out how to do that in my own way. And then put it in the content that I put out for people. Yeah. I have to say your YouTube videos are really good. Like for someone that I guess is quote unquote unknown, right? Like people, not that they know me, but you know, but someone who's not on social media, right? Yeah. You're not on social media. So you don't self promote yourself. There's no one promoting you. It's just you. Your viewership has grown quite a bit in the last couple of months. Your videos are really great and you put a lot of time and effort into them. And it's quite obvious that you do. You really do. It's very yeah. obvious. Even oh, like, yeah. like you're like your what sold videos, all of that. I mean, the way that you explain this stuff, the mathematics behind it, which now makes sense. It all makes sense to me now <laughs> as to why the mathematics uh, <laughs> comes out. <laughs> yeah, kind of like my my second nature to me, math. So yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's been fun. I found like my goal with it was like 
well, if I can just help one or two people like to give back to it, cause I have gotten so much out of so many different reseller YouTubers. And I'm like, I mean, you have everybody probably thinks like this, like, well, well, I mean, what makes what I have to say any better than what somebody else has to say? Like, what can I provide that's different? Yeah. And I, everybody is a unique individual and their perspective is going to be way different. And the things that I might pick up on a little bit easier, um, might take somebody else a little bit longer. And like, you like we can always learn from each other like you're never going to know everything so and this is where i struggle too with youtube because i'm a teacher by trade right so Mm -hmm. my master's my undergrad is in psychology my master's is in teaching the visually impaired i'm a special educator so for me youtube i think i don't relate to a lot of reseller content because it's not how i view information it's not how i want data like i look for informative content. I like to watch psychologists on YouTube. Like I like to watch teachers on YouTube. Like I watch beauty vloggers because I'm addicted to the beauty world, right? Like that's how I started watching YouTube was back in 2005 and it was with beauty. So there's that aspect of it too, but I want, I want content. It doesn't have to be long, but I want content that's going to not only engage with me, but it's going to give me something that I'm going to walk away with. That's going to be educational and helpful. And I, I think that's where I want my YouTube to go. Like I want it to still be fun, have like little vlog aspects to it. But then I also want to have, make sure I incorporate sit downs where I'm actually teaching a component of reselling that maybe other people are giving as well, but I'm just giving it a little bit differently, breaking it down in a way that someone who's new or someone who's coming on to a different platform is like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. You know? Right. And I think having those dual modalities of learning is really important. And that's why I love having the podcast too, because some people like to just listen. Some mm-hmm. people don't like to see the visual aspect of it. And that's great. And then um, the YouTube part of it could be for the person that wants to sit down and watch me talk about whatever it is that I'm going to talk about. Right. So I, I find myself in this weird place with YouTube where it's like, I've wanted to be on it since, two, since 2005. Like I've always wanted to be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what capacity back then, but I knew it's something I always wanted to do. And I think the more that I watch things, the more engaged I am with the community, the more that I'm doing the podcast, the more I'm realizing that I just need, I need to teach. That's what I need to do. I need, and I need to be okay with not being the same as all the other right. well, so, so why, why do you want to be the same? Like, well, I you, don't, because no, I don't enjoy not. it, right? So, like, I, I mean, it's okay to do like the, I feel like the, the traditional, yes, I know. Like the traditional thrift mm-hmm. halls and the mm-hmm. what's sold, which it's, Honestly, like now that I'm at a point where I feel very comfortable in my reselling journey, I know me and my business model and how to proceed forward. So like, although I still watch like the bigger like reseller YouTubers, I listen to more like their what's selling for them just so I can quickly get an idea of like, okay, that item sold for them for $80. And whether or not, I mean, I would prefer people talk about their cost of goods, but that's a whole different topic. But if I know, like if I say, hey, this sold for 80 bucks and I picked it up for 15, if somebody finds an item similar to that in a thrift store for less than 15 bucks and they know that it'll sell for around 80 bucks, pick it up. Like freaking, like pick it up is money on the table. I know. um, and like, but it just gives a good gauge of like what, what is realistic. Um, but I, that's how I learn a lot from those YouTubers is like, what's, what's currently selling for them and at what price point? Cause I know the market changes like crazy. Like what sold really years ago doesn't sell like that anymore. And so I do like, sometimes if I find somebody new, I'll binge watch them, but I kind of take everything with a grain of salt because 
what those brands were selling for two years ago aren't selling for what they were. No, right. So. And I think a lot of it, I think the other thing I have a problem with when it comes to like thrift halls and stuff is sometimes it sets a false expectation as to what someone new might find at the thrift store. So I, I think it's good to let the audience know, like, this is what I found in my thrift store. This is what the price points are like for where I live. It might be different for where you are. Like not all our thrift stores are the same, unfortunately. Like it's just, that's not how it works. And then there's some people out there. I'm not going to name anyone because it's not important. Um, who say that they're sourcing, but they're actually receiving pallets from liquidation or whatnot. And that's still a form of sourcing, but I think it's very important to be clear with your audience that, these were items that were purchased through liquidation or these are items that are purchased at an actual retail store. And there's nothing wrong with that because I do it. You know, right. I just think it's important to have that clarification for the newbies. Cause when I first started and I just saw these people having all these expensive things, I was like, how are they finding all of this? How is this possible? I can't find that. And it was yeah. frustrating. And it makes you feel bad about yourself. You're like, well, maybe this isn't for me because I can't find what they're finding. And I feel like reselling is such a viable option for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, especially, I mean, especially right now, right now and any stay at home parent, even like yep. when their kids are in school, like assuming everything is normal and stuff, right. but it's such a great way. And you can pick whichever niche you want to go into. You could do clothing, you can do shoes, you can do hard goods, you could do makeup, you can do, you can do anything everything car parts amazing. anything exactly and mm -hmm. you, and then it's just wonderful i love it and you can be your own boss and you know that everything that you're getting out of it is everything that you put into it yes so, um i think it's lovely and i think one of my favorite parts about reselling is the fact that we can like what i can find in my area is great for me and what I might be looking for something in particular and I can't find it, but somebody in Arizona is going to find it in their local thrift store and I can support them because I can't find it in my area. So I would rather buy from them, a reseller mm -hmm. support them. Um, but I think the point is, is like you can find different things in different areas and that's the point. I don't know. I feel like, how do I say this? There, I feel like a lot of people are afraid, especially with doing YouTube, like, you're putting out like all of our secrets of like going to thrift stores I know. and making money off of it. But I'm like, I don't, but they're not secrets because they're different for every person. That's the thing too. Like there are certain things that I might keep to myself because I know people that in my vicinity, right. In my right. area might be watching. And there are certain things you just want to keep to yourself because right. either it's your honey hole or whatever it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's okay. I think the majority of stuff that we share is totally fine. It is yeah. wonderful. You know, we're all doing the same thing. It's all the same business at the end of the day. Right. And that's like something that I would like ask you is like, do you feel like reselling is competitive? Because uh, I'll let you, I'll let you answer that. I'm um, I do. I think there's an aspect of it that's competitive. I think it can become competitive with the people who are in your area and that don't know you. So they find you as competition because they might see you on social media. They might see you wherever, right? Or they see you out in the stores and they don't know you personally. So they view you as competition. I can't tell you how many people I've met at the thrift store who then are like, Oh, you're Danielle, you know, like they, from the podcast or whatever. And then we form a friendship and the view is completely different. Cause I know I've done it too, to people that live in the area around me. Then I get to know them and I'm like, oh, okay, like this is cool. Now I have, a, I have a buddy, you know, once you form those relationships, I feel like 
they become your friends, they mentor, whatever it is. And um, it's different that way. I think it's a little intimidating when you're new because you think everyone's your competition when you're new. You think that everyone's out to get the same thing that you want, which is not the case. Because what I sell is very different than what you sell, than whoever else, you know, that's listening sells. Um, and what most of find. my, I'm sorry. And what we can find, like right. what I can find my area of the country is completely different than somebody on the other coast. So Correct. And um, some of my really good friends have, are now my sourcing buddies. So yeah. um, someone might view us as competition. That's totally possible. But then once you get to know us, I mean, we're very friendly people. <laughs> I'm very friendly. Right. You can come be my friend and I will help you source. Like when I source right. with friends, we pick areas of the store and it's like, okay, I'm going to go to jeans today. Where do you really want to go? And you break up and you get so excited for the other person. Like, that's so awesome. You found that item. You're going to make so much money on it, you know? Um, so yeah, I think there is an aspect of it where it's competitive, but I also think there's a big community aspect that, um, exists within reselling that doesn't exist in other professions. Right. And I, I would agree with you. I was just curious about your take on it. Cause I don't yeah. have anybody to, um, like, resell you have with. me virtually now. <laughs> I, don't I don't feel like, cause I'm like you, like I would want to like split up, like, okay, today I'm going to go hit up like the G and the outerwear you're gonna go hit up the shoes and then we'll just like compare and I feel like it would be like a cool way to do collaborations too mm -hmm. but it's like if you feel very competitive with that then I feel like you're doing it for the wrong reasons I agree you know what I mean? I like agree. it's it's different but I yeah I don't like because I might be able to find Madewell jeans in my thrift store one day and then I can't find them again for the next three months like I can never if, find them never <laughs> I just I just found like a whole bunch of them online sourcing and like new with tags, like a bunch of them for that's like less awesome. than 20 bucks each. And I'm like, oh, yes. Yes. That is awesome. So um, the nice thing right now is that TJ Maxx and Marshall's just having crazy, crazy, crazy deals and they're filled with made well, which is great, but also bad because everyone's picking it up and the market's going to become a little saturated and the price points are going to change a little, but Regardless, I'm trying to be very particular with the with the pairs that I'm buying. But ever since Madewell started to um, buy back their jeans in their mm -hmm. retail stores, you really can't find them in the thrift store as much around here because we have a Madewell store in Providence. So, right, I've never found them in the thrift store. But I also, oh my gosh, shame on me, I'm not a good reseller. But I've never been to the bins either. So, what? I <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the bins aren't really for me. Um, yeah. I I go, it's fun, but it like it's not it's not my thing. And I and we'll we'll get into the whole sourcing thing too, like we talked about, but my sourcing strategies ch changed and I feel like if I go to the bins, I'm just gonna start picking up random things to just pick up things because it's so cheap and I can't have that model anymore. Like that right. is just I, I can't do it. I know. I'm leaning towards coming out of that phase of my reselling journey because like I had a local honey hole um and they would have like 25 cent sales like every first saturday of the month and i would be the first one there and i because i got so familiar with them like they just let me if i find found stuff throughout the week i could just set it aside and wait till the sale day which they were super sweet and it was like a good like local um uh what would you call it a like charity more or less so yeah. all of the proceeds were going to a good cause um and they knew that i was like a, a regular person and i wasn't gonna like not show up Right. Um, but I would just find a bunch of stuff for a quarter, some great stuff, but then some stuff that I'm like, well, just it's a quarter. So like it, whether it takes a, a 
two months to sell or you're yeah. so like fine if I make a quarter turn into 10 bucks like that's great um but it's not all like I don't know I don't know um yeah, I'm in the same boat I understand what you're saying because I'm in the total uh, totally in the same boat I used to just pick it up because it was cheap right like I know the brand and it's cheap and if it sits for a year and I make five dollars on it it's fine because it cost me nothing right right I think as you evolve as a reseller your mentality changes on it because you see the potential, you see the growth, like you see all these different aspects that reselling has and you learn and you understand what works for your business and all the different ways you can get inventory. And I mean, we can segue into sourcing I feel like we're heading in that direction anyway, but um, I know for both of us, online sourcing is something that, you know, we started doing and we're going to keep implementing within our business because it works for our business and I think it can work for a lot of people if they actually took the time to learn what right. listing really means and how to do it. And there's the only way to really do it is to sit down and just dive in and learn the platform and, um, and just venture, like just literally deep dive and venture in and, and click categories and, you know, type in random words. You'll be surprised what you find. And you don't necessarily type in the brand because... Sometimes brands. Correct. It doesn't come up in the brands. So I think it's online sourcing has helped curate my closet in a way that works for me and increase my average sale price, which at the end of the day is what I really am focusing on is to increase my average sale price. So I know you're in a similar situation where online sourcing is something that you want to continue doing. Yeah, it's it's been really wonderful. Like being oh, side note, should add, should add this in. Brittany bought a bunch of my not so mystery reseller boxes. This is how oh. we originally met. <laughs> I <laughs> know. Throw that in there. <laughs> well, you promoted it on the podcast, so yeah. But I it was like right at the beginning of quarantine, and they were talking about the what was it the stimulus check, and oh, yeah. thankfully, you know, very blessed like that we are in a good financial situation where we didn't necessarily need it, and so I was like. My, we started getting into like our personal business. My husband wanted to do something because he was going to be bored out of his mind. Something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then I had my resale, and so we took our stimulus checks and we invested it into our businesses, and um, which was really wonderful. But nothing was open, so I had to learn how to source online. But I kind of was already doing that before. Yeah. Um, the stay-at-home orders, I was starting to look at it because I was wanting to find um, certain... Those certain brands that you yeah. can't find, I know. Can't find. It's just not in my area. I'm not in, like, a super well-to-do area. So it's not like people don't pick it up. People don't wear it. Probably don't even know about it, to be honest. But um, there's a lot of people that just want to... They found Mercari, and they just want to get rid of stuff, or they want to make money quick. So they're selling it for 10 or 15 bucks when it could be selling for 60 bucks to 80 bucks and as long as you're paying what they're asking for it then there's nothing wrong with that like I mean it is what it is and I was just going to ask that do you think it's unfair when resellers like us go into someone else's closet and start buying items that are priced lower no yeah neither do I because you're supporting your business so I mean I just I bought a where is it? It's still like kind of in my death pile. Like I kind of was oversourcing the last no three. death piles. I know. Well, <laughs> I, I am just overachiever sometimes. Well, somebody was having like a moving sale and like everything was cheap and they were really great brands. And, um, I just created a bundle and 
um, they were like, it was a, what do they call it? Name your price. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Name your price sale. Mm -hmm. So I've taken up people on many of those offers and they've accepted it. And at the end of the day, like you can say no, like if you don't want right. somebody to get at that price, say no, or you can counter and negotiate. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like at yeah. all. I agree with you. And there are times where I sit back, I'm like, oh God, is this a, like, is this offensive? I just sent them a $30 offer, but the bundle's priced at 55. Then I think I'm like, people do it to me all the time. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? They counter or they say no, maybe they accept. Like it is what it is, you know, but I, I've gotten comfortable with the uncomfortable when it comes to online sourcing. That is a good philosophy for life in general. Yeah. I get yeah. comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it can, it can be nerve wracking to sit there and be like, oh, I don't know. And then what if they look at my closet and they'll see that I'm a reseller. Most people that I'm buying from have no idea what reselling even is, which is right. nice, <laughs> you know? So they're just, okay, great. Like I just, right before we started, bought um, a pair of aloe yoga leggings for $5 yeah. plus shipping. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at her closet. And I'm like, what else can I bundle? Like, and I went, she wrote me a really nice message. I'm moving. Everything's going to get marked down to $10. Let me know what you want. I'm like, okay. That's so when we get off of this, I'm going to go on. I'm going to start clicking away, you know, and send her an offer because well, why not? She just, she reached out to me. You're so. supporting. Like, I think like people can make, it is up to them whether they want to research the price or not. Like there's so many things like we're moving right now and I know I can make a lot of money on like a lot of our home goods. Yeah. I just don't want to be bothered with it. So I'm like chucking them up on like offer up for whatever, five or 10 bucks. And yeah. I just want fun and I just want like, if it sells, it sells cash. Up, like mm -hmm. there's just some things that you just don't even want to be bothered with anymore. And that's fine. Like people have the right to make their own prices and you can negotiate all you want. That's normal with selling anything in the world is yeah. people all do how to negotiate and to haggle. Um, and do you think sourcing online has made you a better reseller? Sourcing online? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because I was already moving in a forward direction. Yeah. Like my was already going. Um, and I just learned to adapt to my situation with, I mean, just like everybody else, everybody had to figure out how to get inventory. I mean, we were all kind of in the same boat, but I've really, I don't know. I think so because I've learned to want to also support people in my position as well. Mm -hmm. And how to be a buyer, which I think yeah. is so important because I think as a reseller, you can get stuck in that frame of mind of like just sell 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 and you forget that there's a human on the other end that you can oh, have a conversation yeah. with right and and communicate with them and you know maybe you really want 50 but you can let it go for 35 like don't be so attached to the item and understanding that aspect of it like i've definitely changed my ways even with offers like if someone's sending me a $30 offer I really sit back and think about it. I'm like or I'm doubling my money like why am I being such a stickler about it let it go for 30 just let it go yep. yep I mean and I agree too it's sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and like let it go I that's why I'm like really into like putting everything in and I know what I bought it for and if I'm selling it for 50 and somebody offers me 30 bucks and I know I'm going to be tripling my money like uh, yes, I'm going to accept it. If that's what you feel comfortable with. If you feel like that is a fair price, that is what I want to offer to people.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because uh, some people will argue like with reselling in general, like you pick it up for a buck or two, how dare you try to sell it for $50. But if that is what the market is asking for, you now are the owner of that mm-hmm. item. You can price it however you want. But I do think it shows a lot of your character, maybe. Um, if, you with, <laughs> if you're yeah. going to be a, a jack oh, and yeah. like, not allow any other price other than that or to not even hear anybody out um be, you know because some people would be like well hey this is like I want this item but it's not in the condition that I would really want it in right would you accept this and some people don't even ask that they just send what they think is fair in their mind and just I just accept a lot do you I have conversations that. with your customers well, you're on, okay. so this is different. You're on Mercari and eBay. So it's a little different. So on Poshmark, I typically start conversations with people. If they send me an offer and it's a little lower than what I want, I'll start a conversation and be like, Hey, thank you so much for your offer. Um, are you willing to meet me here? Or like, I'll go into some type of discussion yeah. with them. I don't know. What about Mercari and eBay? Cause I don't do that on eBay. So I deal with it, I guess. So with Poshmark, I like if somebody buys for me, like for the most part, I would say like 90% of the time I'm good about it. I will immediately go and send them a message and thank them for their purchase right. and let them be either shipped out today or tomorrow. Right. And hope they have a great weekend. I'm just, I really truly believe in customer service, regardless of the price of your item. I've heard people talk. Oh about yeah, that. I agree. It doesn't matter what the price is. I know matter. They're a customer and everybody should be treated with respect. Like just because they're buying a $5 item versus a $50 item doesn't mean that I'm going to be like any more better to them or worse to them. Like right. it's going to get packaged the same way. Everything's going to exactly. be the same. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I will always send a message for well, most of the time, sometimes like life happens. Um, but I will usually send a message out and thank them. Um, when I get offers, I, most people are fair like that I've gotten so far in Poshmark, I have gotten like really extremely low ones. And I know sometimes I can just see like if they, if they're really new to it and um, they're offering that sometimes I'll send them a message and be like, Hey, like, unfortunately this is like really too low for me. If I gave it to you, I'd be losing money. And I think Lori's talked about this before too. She was like, would you be willing to do this price? And sometimes you just get ghosted and that's fine. Like it was like, 30 seconds of my time, no big deal. Sometimes if it's like, if it's somebody that's been on there for a while and they send me a super low ball offer, like that isn't even like a fair, in a fair range, um, then sometimes I'll just decline it. I don't feel like insulted by it. Like I, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but I, sometimes I'll just decline it because I know that they're, that's what they wanted at and they're probably not going to go any higher. Um, and usually when I do that is because I've already had interest on my other platforms. So I'm like, I'm just not even gonna, gonna waste my time. I don't know. I'm just, I can kind of gauge a situation, but sometimes out like if it's whatever, a $50 item and somebody is asking 50% off. And even though that might be fair, I might only be getting like five bucks more than what I spent on it. And I usually try to at least double my money. So make my money back and then that again. And so 
that's where I'll say, I'll be like, Hey, like, I, I like, I would love to sell this to you, but I, the lowest that I can do is $30 because if I sell it to you any less, I will be losing out for me and my business. Um, and, or I mean, I, it's not like an exact. Team right, right, right. Well, I think the other thing too is, um, if it's a new buyer on Poshmark, what I've done, and this is something new that I've been doing, and I never felt comfortable doing it before, but I've started to, and it's actually made a difference. So I'll share it. Um, I've actually, I'll look and see if they're new, which most of the time they are, and that's fine. Or like they have no profile, right? Like this is their first time buying kind of thing. And I tell them flat out, like, thank you so much for your offer. Unfortunately, I can't sell it to you for this price. I can meet you at X price, whatever it is. Um, Poshmark does take 20% out in fees. So yeah. I wouldn't be making anything on this or, you know, however I word it, but I do mention that 20% and nine times out of 10, the person's like, okay, great, no problem. And they'll buy it. Or right. they'll say, you know, can you come down whatever, five more dollars? Okay, fine. Like, I'm not going to argue at five dollars. At the end of the day, and I've gotten better at this, if someone's offering you 40 and you have it listed at 50 and you really want 45, take the 40. Like the, the difference yeah. between 40 and 45 is minimal. Just it's like, take yeah. it. Like yeah, it's like $2.50 or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't care that much. Like my time just to quickly accept it rather than going back and forth. My time is worth more. Oh, yeah. yeah. So 100%. I agree. Like, and I always will thank them. Like I always, you know, I really appreciate it. Even if like, if you don't want to do that, no worries. Like yeah. I'm totally with that I just want to let you know I do appreciate it and I do hope you have like a great day and yeah. most people are like what you said they're really understanding because they have probably a general budget but if they really want an item they'll work with you on the price um but they could come back and say their situation and there have there have been times where I've I've like it might be an item that I haven't had any interest in and I really wanted it for at least a certain price but they're like I really love this and this is my situation. The most that I can do right now is this. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm going to sell it to you. I'm going to get it out. And I'm just really happy that somebody really wants it. And I actually picked up something that somebody is like excited about. I know. I know. It's the best feeling when someone messages you and they're so excited for it. Like, thank you so much. I really wanted this, or I've been looking for something like this, or I used to have it and it didn't fit me anymore. And now I found it in my size. Like just getting those messages is just, it's, it's great. Like, and maybe it's the helping profession person that's in me. Right. And I just, I feel like I'm helping someone and I'm giving an article of clothing, another life, which is great. So unlike you, I didn't grow up in the thrift. Like I didn't grow up going to the thrift store. I didn't. Um, so this is like a new world for me. Mm -hmm. I've always resold stuff, but I like, I bought it at the outlets or I bought it in a retail store and I, and I sold it. I didn't go to thrift stores and then, and then flip stuff. So, um, I'm my, most of my closet now is all pre-owned. I have some stuff that isn't, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are some articles of clothing that I have that are not pre-owned. Um, like undergarments. Yeah, 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 yes, <laughs> uh, definitely undergarments. And, um, <laughs> but even like, like my winter coat, I bought that at a retail store. I didn't buy that at the thrift store. Um, I, some leggings that I have, I bought retail, you know, um, mm -hmm. because I really, really wanted it or something and I'll, I'll splurge. But for the most part, I'm transitioning my closet to be pre-owned. So mm -hmm. it's a mentality switch, you know? And I think a lot of people that are buying pre-owned now never bought pre-owned before. Like it's a new wave. It's the new cool thing to do, I guess. Which is phenomenal because Which you correct. <laughs> it We're is like, you no know, to fast fashion and trying to 
or resell items to give them another, another life and to keep their lifespan, just keep on going. And it's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but with like a bunch of different Oh my clothes. God, such a good book. I know. <laughs> it's, it's true. And that, that was another thing that I really enjoyed about reselling is like, cause I was really into saving the world. Like let's get some energy from the sun and the wind and the water that's already here. So why can't we give like clothing that's already here another life? And as long as like, you know, you're picking it up, you're supporting your local, you know, or organization, charity, whatever it is, you're paying their price, you're supporting them. And then you're also seeing where there is a place for it in the market. You price it fairly. And then you also leave room for negotiations. So somebody gets a good deal. They don't want to pay retail price. They want a good used cost price. And then you are also getting a good deal from reselling. So it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. And that I, reselling is just wonderful. So let's talk about that because I think we're seeing a big switch go like happening in e-commerce, right? So mm -hmm. there's a lot going on right now when it comes to retail and e-commerce and the pandemic kind of pushed it forward faster than I think it would have happened on its own terms, right? Like I think retail was going to start falling the way we're seeing it now, but it probably would have been prolonged a little bit longer. Like probably in the next five to 10 years, we would have started to see the same decline that we're seeing now. Pandemic has happened, is happening, is getting worse in some areas. Um, we have, right, we have no idea what's going to happen in the fall. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty and we're seeing e-commerce on the rise and it's gonna keep rising. Where do you think it's going to, like, where do you think it's going to put us as clothing resellers? Do you think there's going to be more demand for us? Do you think there's going to be too many of us? Do you think it's going to change the market and the pricing? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think there couldn't really ever be too many resellers because every, there's, of course, there's going to be like the same Madewell jeans out there everywhere. But for the most part, there's so many items from so many different years. There's so many unique items and you have no idea what people are looking for. Right. Like there are comps on it. I've picked up a few things, no comps. I just like the style and they sold within minutes because somebody for whatever reason found it in their life, they loved it. And they put a search out there because they've been looking for that exact thing. I don't think there could ever be too many resellers because there are so many categories that you can go into and the and I just think there's room for everyone like the internet like it's crazy there's room for everyone and I think the one thing that we have to think about because I don't think there'll be too many of us I think that we need to be able to find out where we fit like what our niche might be or how, like, how are we going to stand out? I think like, how is a customer going to find you? How are you going to stand out from everyone else who has the same pair of Madewell jeans? And it might just be the customer service. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be your price. It doesn't have to be the specific item. It might just be your reputation as a seller. So right. I think that's something that's going to play a key part with all of this e-commerce changes that are happening. Yeah, it's right up being in retail stores. Like this is huge. Right. It's huge. It's great if you send items to Thread Up because now your items are going into retail stores. How that's gonna work, I don't know. But it's but you know, it's a lot of opportunity as a reseller if you use Thread Up as a main source of income. That's great. Also a little bit of comp competition, quote unquote, right? For us that are on platforms like Poshmark, eBay, Mercari. So it's an interesting world that we're living in right now. And I don't think any of us saw it coming this quickly. And we're kind of having to switch 
gears and pivot a little bit, you know, to match what's going on. I think the biggest thing, like what you just touched on is how do we stand out is like our customer service. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you can, everybody's pictures could end up looking the same. I mean, and then it is also individual to the item of in what you're picking up. But I know as a customer, I'm looking at reviews and ratings and I want to see that, okay, they are, you know, sending everything out on time. Everything is as they describe, but they are human. I know life happens. Um, and there's some people that you just can't please. They will just leave you a bad review. I know. Or they'll say the item was fantastic and give you three stars. And you're like, I'm sorry, what did I do wrong? <laughs> What's the definition? Of I'm a little confused. <laughs> so I think customer service is big. But at the same time, the people that are already big are only just going to keep getting bigger because that's mm -hmm. just the way it is. But you can still pave a path for yourself. It honestly, everything you put into it is what you're going to get out. Like if you treat it like a business and you dedicate your time, you will see results. Mm -hmm. like, that's I simple. think that's so important. I think you need to, if you want it to be a source of income for you, for you, then you need to treat it as a business. I think that is crucial because go ahead, go, go. No, I would just say true. And to be honest with yourself and to oh, really yeah. analyze like, okay, yeah. why am I not making sales? Maybe it's because my titles are the best. Maybe it's because my pictures are the best. Or maybe my description just says, it's a cute t-shirt. And, <laughs> <Yeah. find it. laughs> and uh, it, it's just not like really truly look at what you're putting out there and be real with yourself sometimes. And that could be your answer. And sometimes and be it's real with your numbers. Yeah. Because yep. it's so easy to fall into that trap of not tracking like what your actual cost of good is. And okay, this is a fair price. Yeah. I think I paid like $5 for it. You know, I think, um, if you really want to make money from this, then you really need to understand that aspect of it. And you right. do a really great job in your videos too, of, of displaying that and displaying the numbers and, um, and showing the reality of it. Okay. These were my gross profits, which look amazing on paper, but then let's deduct everything, including my time, the time, mm -hmm. the energy, the gas, everything that I put into all these sourcing trips all need to be put into this. That mm -hmm. is That's your real profit. Like no gas and online sourcing, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, which is great. Cause yeah, I, I'll break down like my net profit and how much I really earned per month. Cause I know that I'm working anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a week. Um, but the way that I am able to report on all these realistic numbers to give people a real idea of what they could expect if they were to generally do clothing and shoes for men, women, and for kids, um, is because I keep hundred percent track of everything. Like yeah. at Part of my listing process is my cats hissing at each other. Oh no! <laughs> They're fighting. <laughs> nice. Everybody needs love. <laughs> They're brother and sister, but you would never know the way they fight. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, okay. they're really brother and sister. Mm -hmm. My cat. Yeah. You would think that they're siblings, but they're not. Like one, the oldest. He's only like two months old. I mean, two months older than the other one. They're like yeah. three years old. But um. Mm, the oldest, his name's Copper. I almost ran him over. My husband, like, oh my god! I know it was horrible. <laughs> my husband, like, left for a deployment, and I like went and got a pizza. I was going home crying in the middle of the night, like I'm just gonna go eat my pizza and be sad. And then I'm like, am 
um, I'm coming off of the interstate and like coming up to a stop sign and a little kitten dashes across the road. I have to slam on my brakes. My pizza goes flying and I like put on my hazards, roll down on my windows and I'm like, here kitty kitty, like, are you okay? And he like ran and jumped into my arms. And, oh, and it was love ever since. I know. <laughs> and so I had to keep him, but he was a crazy boy. And so my mom was like, maybe you should find him a friend. And so um, I went back home for like a weekend and we went to a bunch of local rescues down there cause my mom just wanted to help me. And we found another little boy, his name's Tango and they look identical. They're both like white and they, you would think that they're siblings, but they're not. They're from two completely different States. Um, and back and now they're the best of buds, but yeah. Copper basically like a cat dog. Like he will bite up all the cardboard boxes like a dog. That's he my will- Sophie. She bites <sighs> everything. Everything. So if you ever buy anything from me and you get a package and it's got little bite marks on it, it's because of Sophia. <laughs> and I don't care where I hide the packages, she finds them. <laughs> they are not allowed in the resale rooms because, I mean, I try to brush them on a regular basis and vacuum. Yeah, but, yeah, but it doesn't matter. They're animals. They- are just not allowed in here because Hopper will think I'm playing with him and you can't rip up clothing. <laughs> I need to sell it. Mama and needs to make money. <laughs> I don't want to get cat hair all over people's clothes. Like, yes, you can wash it, but it's just like a- I get nervous about that too, actually. Like, cause there are occasions where I'm packaging stuff up and I'm like, oh God, this cat hair. Like there was no cat hair on this two seconds ago and I'm packaging and I find the cat hair and I'm like, this is unbelievable and I've got to and I get all nervous that someone's going to get something with cat hair on it but I, I try to be really good about it but it's hard when you have animals it's very yeah hard. it is I mean I, I apart because I don't pre-package anything just because, yeah I don't either um so I when I'm packaging up to ship out I will do a full lint roll I'll put my lights on and I do a full lint roll I'm sure there's one or two hairs and yeah. most people are understanding like yeah. really be washing it when you get yeah, something exactly. <laughs> I always wash stuff, so. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wash it, but I've only had one person ever reach out, and it was on eBay, and they're like, um, I saw, like, you have a smoke-free home, but you didn't ma- make any mention of if it's a pet-free home, um, and they're like, I am, like, extremely allergic to cats, like, oh. what's this cats, and I'm like, well, um, we do have two cats. Um, they are not allowed in the resale room, so if you have a mild allergy, I would think it's okay. Um, but if it's a severe, I would suggest not buying for me, period. Yeah. Like I had to happen. So I think if anybody has like a serious like thing, they would end up asking you, but I do my absolute best to make sure my, yeah. my bed like an animal too sometimes. I'm like, I know. oh my gosh. We're the yeah, I know. I did the same thing before I leave the house. I'm like, how did I get cat hair on me before I go to work? I literally didn't touch anything. I touched nothing. It's just in the air. Can't help it. So if, um, you have, if you have pets, then you understand what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it can be rough. So let's switch gears um, from reselling. So Brittany actually has a business on Etsy with her husband. So why don't you talk about that? Because I think that's super fun. And I actually want to buy a t-shirt. It's on my list of things that I want to do. You do? Yeah, oh, you I'm going to buy a t-shirt. If you do, you might want to buy it quick because we're about to have to go on vacation mode. Yeah, I, know. I was thinking about that. I was like, I should probably buy it like tonight so that I have it. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it though. Um, but this, so my, so the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. my, um, his work 
uh, he's in the military, but they were like, no, nobody's coming to work. Like it's not essential yeah. for us right now. Um, and so we have been completely, because I worked another part-time job as well. So we haven't gone to work since like the beginning of March, like March 12th or something like that. Yeah. And he's somebody that needs to work. He needs to use his hands. He's a mechanic by trade. And um, we have like a project car and stuff that he works on, but he needs more. And we are always trying to learn and do new things. And my reselling business was picking up, but we were also just like randomly one night talking about business in general. And we're like, well, how does it work? Like, how would you even do this with like law and all the intricacies right the llc's and the trademarks and like all that stuff yeah all that stuff and so we're like this is a nightmare let's learn about it <laughs> so like what better way to like learn about business than to jump in head first so um my since my husband's military he kind of wanted to start like a clothing company that might be more like active casual wear for people like that he right. knows um it's definitely morphed into something different now just because that's just the way that we are. We're always changing. And, um, but he just wanted to create something. We're aspiring minimalists. So he wanted to have like very simple, minimal designs, but inspired by nature, um, which we love to travel. Like that's been like the hardest thing with this pandemic because we, we were going to go to Italy like in April and I'm like, the thing we didn't, um, oh, I know. So my, most of my family's in Italy and, um, they're okay. Like they're safe. No one, thankfully in my town caught it. Like we're in like the, my town, my family's in like the Southern part, like an hour away from Naples, so more, more Southern. So Caserta, it's, um, it's the town's called Prada Sanida, but it's part of Caserta. So it's like an hour away from Naples. It's not, it's not far from Naples. Okay. And, um, but they didn't really get hit down there, which we were thankful for, but most of Italy did get hit pretty badly. And we were actually planning a trip to go either this year or next year. And I think we're going to prolong it a little bit more because yeah. just a lot of uncertainty. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> no, you're, you're okay. His, his grandfather is Italian. So he's, he's originally from um, Palermo, which is like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, which is why we wanted to go. So we could like, go see yeah. like, his home roots. Um, but okay, life happens. Um, so, but we are inspired by nature. We love to get out and go for walks. Well, when it's not like over a hundred degrees, <laughs> it's like we're in the middle of summer now. I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe when it's like about the shoulder months, I'm good. It's just the humidity and the heat together is. Uh -huh. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, we're, we're currently in Virginia and like the ticks are horrible. Oh, like I've ever experienced ticks as bad. And I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm just going to wait for this fall. So, yeah. um, anyway. You guys need to come up north. Come up to New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. You I would love to. it. We're like, like, that sounds weird. I will say we're a cold-hearted people at heart. <laughs> we love the cold. Yes, we love, we love the cold. And Me too. The snow, definitely. everything. Just love, I just love it. I fall, fall is probably my favorite season, though, just because it's like, cool and like all the colors yeah. are beautiful and it's not that cold but it's not warm and it's like a perfect 70 degree no clouds in the sky and this like yeah breeze. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know but, um anyway so we decided to start a company um just to learn about business use in general he wanted to create kind of casual wear because him and his brother both are in the military it's kind of like a family thing for him um so he's like well maybe me and my brother can like come up with like these cool ideas and um and he just wanted to learn something new so he started learning graphic design and so it just wow. kind of 
just morphed into something and we're like, well, we'll just put it out there, see if people like it. And if they don't, then we learned how to do a business and that's it. Like we don't, we didn't, we personally didn't have that much to lose. Yeah. Um, a lot to learn and to gain. So we initially made some designs. We filed for a trademark and, um, and we're still, that's a whole long process in and of itself too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, put out initial shirts, which did pretty well. And then we just wanted to keep working and learning how to grow and be hopefully successful on Etsy. And there is, we want to be able to do everything in house and be dependent on us. So we've invested in a lot of equipment. So now we're doing like custom dye sublimation. So basically you can take a design and literally dye it into the fabric. So there's like, you cannot even feel that it's there. You guys can't see this, but it, it, Brittany showed me her shirt. <laughs> yeah. So this is just like a minimal, it's like a, yeah. like an abstract, like mountain scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's literally dyed into the shirt. Like you couldn't, you rub your hand over it. There's nothing there. And which is just wow. great. like you think of like custom shirts, you think of vinyl you and feel like, it. Right. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. it's hard, itchy, it cracks and it's like, I paid how much for this? Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 So true. Yeah. So, um, we just wanted to do something different, something that, you know, is quality and something where he could express himself because he's a very creative person too it's just fun to see him um in this kind of realm of life because i'm always so used to him being very hands-on like he works on our cars like he's just right. um so it's been really really fun to see the kind of designs he comes up with and i help him too with the design aspect and coming up with ideas especially we're trying to implement more feminine designs because he's a man he's like, saying he's a guy cool. so. <laughs> And I think it's cool too. Like some of it is like very like whatever. It's not masculine, but it's more like like neutral. And but I'm like, well, these designs would do really well. And Etsy is a predominantly like feminine, well, not feminine, but it's like females are usually on Etsy. Um, but we actually just started cross-listing to the other platforms just just to see like if yeah. we action. And yeah, so I have all the designs and shipping fulfillment and customer service. And we just started doing custom. Um, dye sublimation shirts and with dye sublimation is primarily polyester shirts and cotton shirts so it's more lightweight and breathable um yeah and then I also um just grew up I mean I'm kind of intermingling our topics of conversation but it's okay uh, that's what we do here <laughs> I had a people on YouTube ask me like how do you tell us like all of these numbers like you're so organized like how do you do it and I just have a very simple Excel spreadsheet and um, a part of my listing process is like I write my title I copy and I paste it right into a sheet and then when I sell it I just do control F I find it paste it put it in my Excel spreadsheet and that's how I know everything and I just keep up with it and I know a lot of people don't have the time or the skills to learn Excel so some people ask for a template so I made a template and I just put it up on Etsy I just I'm like I charged three bucks for it because it's not world renowned like yeah it's just like if you don't have the time like it's there for you and I have like a, it's like one of my uh second to latest videos on YouTube I did like a tutorial of me walking through it yep. um and yeah, I've had um, quite a bit of sales so far, which I was really surprised at. That's I was like, awesome. No, people want that stuff though. That's the thing. People don't, a lot of people don't understand Excel. So mm -hmm. the fact that you created something that's, even though it seems so simple to someone who's not used to it, it's like, this is great. I don't have to learn much about it. It's already created for me. I just have to input and I'm good to go. So um, what's the name of the Etsy shop that people can buy oh, the spreadsheet at? I completely forgot about that. You need to promote yourself. <laughs> Tiger Clothing Co. So T A I G A Clothing Co. So C O. Period. 
Siberian. Um, and it is a subarctic biome. The taiga is a subarctic biome, and that's just the type of like area of the world that we like, and all the animals and creatures. And our trademark is a bison, a buffalo, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's just infatuated with them. He just thinks they're cool. Like they're like majestic giants. So <laughs> we love the cold and the mountains. So it just kind of worked for us. And yeah. And so now we have like our own stuff. We have shirts. We have like Nalgene water bottles, stickers, um, just to see what other people might like. But then we also started getting into custom designs and then just doing nature themed designs and we just keep getting like random cells here and there and I'm like well, I don't even know this person and that's they like great and now is nice your spreadsheet on that same yeah page as well you yeah, gotta create just, a different page <laughs> oh I know you need to I create a different like, shop I know I just threw it up there just because I yeah it, it was easy were asking yeah. for it and I'm like yeah. it's just like all of our information's in there and um yeah, I just threw it up there because, um, I mean, it, it's just like a placeholder, really. Yeah. So I'll, I might eventually, like, if there's a demand for more things like that, I will definitely create my own. And, like, if for whatever reason we, I wanted to make my own, like, merch or something on YouTube. I mean, you totally can. You have the tools for it. I, you I know. We have, like, this huge, we have, like, this huge printer. I'll show you. It, like, takes up a whole oh. table. And, like, a heat press and, like... Thankfully, in the new house, we'll have, like, um, kind of separate offices. So, like, the Taiga office, the resale office. Nice. And so, like, nice separation. Because right now, it's, like, we're trying to work, like, together on two different um, um, businesses right now. And it's it's been a little hard. This room has, like, for whatever reason, the AC does not work in this room. It is oh. crazy. So, it gets, like, really hot. <laughs> you guys have a lot of good stuff going on. But yeah, so we're excited about it and it's been doing pretty well so far. And we just have a lot of other designs in the work. Um, and yeah, we'll just have to wait till we get there and get settled and then we can put out more designs. But it's fun to like just come up with different ideas and see what people like and are interested in. Isn't it crazy how resell, like reselling in general brings you in all these different directions? Like if it wasn't for you reselling and talking about business at dinner one night, like this business venture that you and your husband are doing now with his own business would never have probably come up in the same way that it yeah. has now. It's crazy too. He he always like will mention something and I'm like, well, you know, then this wouldn't have happened and that wouldn't have happened. Then you just have no idea. Like it could take off in like a year or two. You just don't know. But we, we don't, I mean, we've invested into it, but it's not like if, for whatever reason, if we couldn't do it anymore, like it wouldn't be like a huge loss or anything. Yeah. Um, but it's just fun being creative. And um, he's kind of giving me the reins recently on designs just because he's, he's at like a, what would you call it? Like a writer's block, but for design. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I get it. And I think it opens different doors and different opportunities to you guys, because you could go to different fairs and festivals and carnivals and whatever, right. In your new mm -hmm. location and set up a shop and right. sell stuff. And then you get your name out there. And then you could also have an area of like used clothing and you yeah. can mesh them both together. You know, there's so many different opportunities out there. 
think that's and that was the biggest thing with what we why we invested in um, all this equipment too is so we could do it in house and so we can offer custom stuff because some people like they might like your designs but they really want to have something for their fundraiser or for their uh, school's field trip or family reunion and it, they don't want to have like the scratchy like heat vinyl stuff they want to have like a nice shirt and yeah. oh why don't we just offer that like people say hey I want to have the Smith family 2020 reunion on the back and um, mm -hmm. grandpa's face in the middle and they send it to us and then we'll be able to print it and send it on their way. So I love it. I love uh, it. You could totally do something with that with Poshmark. 100%. Yeah. Sell your own merch on Poshmark. That's Posh yeah. branded. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All the ideas. Mm -hmm. Write it so down. Don't forget about it. And then think of me. I will. <laughs> Let me know when you need some merch. And oh, thanks. thanks. We'll get them. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So before we go, I want to give you the floor. And let's say someone's listening right now that is either struggling with reselling or is brand new and is listening in and is trying to get some insight. And they've been listening to you in your story, like some parting words, some advice, something to inspire or motivate someone who's listening right now who just needs that little that little push hmm. good question because that's you hard. are the person to do that thank you um I don't know sometimes it's hard because you usually you know when you want to do something right like you are just on that edge of wanting to just stop thinking about it and start doing it and you just never know how to do it. And honestly, at the end of the day, you just have to start and just to start and see, because sometimes you have to fail to be able to grow and be better. And that was the biggest thing is like, I'm afraid of failing or like losing all this money, but I've come to learn that everything sells <laughs> for me. I don't like, it might take a year, but everything sells like, and you just kind of have to trust you and your own uniqueness and that you are special. Everybody is. I, I believe that. Maybe that's, you know, whatever, not a popular opinion, but it's I optimist in us. We're optimists. Um, that's just what it is. Yeah. And I think like what catches my eye at a store won't catch your eye. Like we're all completely different. We can have a completely different business model and that's okay. And like, I really don't think there is competition. Like I want to see people succeed and have a goal and reach it. And it is doable. Like if you it's so cliche, but I feel like the secrets to life are hidden in cliches. Like mm -hmm. if you can dream it, you can literally do it. Like just get a pen and paper, write out three things that you want to do in three ways of how you're going to get there and yep. you can do it. And it's okay to ask for help. Yep. Like that's the thing too. It's like, just ask for help sometimes. And a lot of people are more than happy to give it. And the way that I started, like I, I would ask for help sometimes you know, life happens and people can't get back to you and that's okay. But learning by example too. And that's kind of like, I know that they talk about titles are important, but what do they mean? So let me go right. in there and see what sold for them. And, oh, that's how they construct their title. Let me, I'm not like copying them, but I'm just duplicating that to find success for me. And what might sell for me, we could literally have the exact same thing at the exact same price mm -hmm. in my mind might not I don't know why <laughs> that sometimes it just happens that way and it's important to just learn it just to write it and if you feel passionate about 
wanting to start something to feel some sort of sense of independence and because you want to be home with your family like you want to be able to be there and experience these things with your with your family you don't want to sit in an hour and a half commute every day like the opportunities are there you just have to take them mm -hmm. and you, know? you have to and and it is work but it's yeah. fun oh god it's hard work <laughs> it's so much work but when you love what you do mm -hmm. oh my gosh i had this epiphany one time. I was going to say, it's an epiphany uh, moment when it happens. I did. Yep. Yeah. I did. I was in a thrift store and I just got overwhelmed with like this sense of like, I am finding things that I know somebody is just going to love and I'm going to be able, is providing me a job and I'm going to be able to be home with my husband when he's able to be home. And that is just priceless to me. Like I, I am not a money driven person. I'm not extrinsically motivated. I get all of that like kind of internally and what matters to me. And I've learned this too in my many, many years of life. <laughs> You're 24. <laughs> I know. But like seriously that time you can't get that back. So if like you're in a commute an hour, hour and a half a day, two hours, mm -hmm. it's just worth it. I would rather be able to just be at home with my family, have breakfast, coffee, and then you know, you do your work at home. Like, yeah, you're still at home. You still need to kind of have that separation. Um, but you're there for everything that's important. And you are the boss of yourself. You're like, you know what? I'm going to take this week off because it's going to be stressful for my family to move halfway across country. And that's fine. <laughs> so, it is going to be stressful, but it'll be fine. And you'll be in your new home. I know, which I'm so pumped about. I'm like really wanting to like take on my interior design kind yeah. of stuff. And try to like handle your inner Joanna Gaines, okay? <laughs> I do. And so, like, I want to do like a YouTube series on like decorating my resale office. And oh, like, you should. I would watch it, but you I watch what? all your videos. So, <laughs> I love, I love that too. I feel like the reseller community is so supportive. Like, I yeah. just genuinely love it, and I love being able to talk and talk and connect with people and help them out. Like sometimes what makes sense to me immediately might not make sense to somebody else and like just rewording it in a different way. And I know, you know, that like as a teacher, like that can just speak wonders to someone. So it does, it changes everything. And this was so fun. I'm so glad we got to sit down and talk. Brittany and I talk all the time, but to talk, we're on video. So to talk yeah. face to face has been really nice. It's been really nice to connect. And I think people are going to love you and they're going to love your story and everyone should go subscribe to your YouTube channel. I'll leave all of Brittany's information in the um, show notes so you guys can click on the links and you can follow her and watch her videos. She uploads twice a week, right? Mm -hmm. Right now on Mondays and Thursdays, I'm going to have to um, get some up um, real, or like kind of backlog a bunch of them because yeah. I have to move. Um, but right now, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, and then I might go up to three times a week whenever I get settled in the house. Yeah. I have a lot ideas and I'm really like really really liking YouTube like it's a nice creative outlet I felt very passionate about it so I'm I'm just loving it it's fun good 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 so everyone go follow her go subscribe to her channel watch her video should give her some love and I will talk to you guys next time with Lori bye bye